0: what is going on everybody welcome into another edition of the daily energy Newsbeat stand up here on this gorgeous monday august 21st 2023 as always i'm your humble correspondent michael tanner coming to you from an undisclosed location here in Dallas, Texas, joined by the executive producer of the show, the bear of the show, and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, energynewspeak.com, Stuart Turley. My man, how we doing today? It's a beautiful dang neighborhood. It's going to be
1: a wild and crazy week. Lots of
0: weird stuff going on. Yeah, am I? Are you back in bear country? Is that what I see? I'm in bear country, baby. Ah, we love we love to see that. Uh, we appreciate everybody. We hope you have a good weekend, and we appreciate on this Monday you guys checking us out. Packed show today. First up on the menu. Um, Abu Dhabi National Oil Company, geothermal era begins in the Gulf Reven. This is an absolutely awesome article. I'm going to let Stu tell you the punchline here, but but UAE's got some great stuff going on in, in, in the geothermal space. Next up, Russia's pipeline gas exports to Europe pick up. <laughs> Sanctions don't work, folks. Next up, Europe's gas storage is at 90%. It still might not be enough. And at what cost? Yikes it doesn't sound like what's going on in Europe is good stool breakdown um what could be a rocky winter for the EU and then finally, the 2003 Northeast blackout and how today's blackouts differ. So this is a an opinion piece comparing really what was going on in, in the last typical hot period, which was around um, 2003. So Stu will break um, this piece down. He'll chalk it over to me. We'll mainly cover what's going on with oil prices, which is really a look at what's happening over in China, which has been mainly muted what really people thought was going to be you know a bullish trend. I think if you had asked me, I think if you rewind the tape, Stu, at the end of last, uh, at last week's Monday, show, we were bullish on oil and oil finished down about a percent and a half when you talk about a week over week shift. So, but the real thing is why, and it's what's going on and what's happened in China. So we'll break all that down and a bag of chips for you guys. Uh But first, Check us out again, world's greatest website, www.com. You can listen to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Subscribe to this channel on YouTube at Energy Newsbeat. We appreciate you guys checking us out there. Energy Newsbeat, does a great job of curating that, making sure it stays up to speed with all of your energy news. Dashboard.energynewsbeat.com, the best place for your data news combo. Get that while you still can. Um, we're trying to work on a way to embed the YouTube video there. so Watch out for that. that update here coming soon. Um, if you want to get a hold of the show questions at energy news Um, you can find Stu on LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, all the uh, the articles that we're about to cover, you'll be able to see on the side here and in the description below. I'm out of breath though, Stu, where do you want to begin?
1: I'll tell you what, I love me a good story on geothermal, uh, Sir. ADNOC, uh, a geothermal error begins in the Gulf region. You know, our EMP operators, they know how to drill wells. This yep. is pretty darn cool. This is described as a sustainable urban community. I love this idea. The UAE's biggest oil company said it was successfully delivered a pair of geothermal wells to help deliver power cooling systems to Abu Dhabi. I love this. I mean, the uh, national oil company, Abu Dhabi, a- ADNOC. This is pretty darn cool. Uh, quote out of here from Mazu. I, boy, I hate butchering his name, so <laughs> uh, Al-Kabayi. Geothermal heat is a clean and renewable source of abundant energy and is available in the UAE and capable of providing baseload electricity. However, until nine, now, it's been, remained an untapped source of energy by leveraging technological advances for the first time. ADNOC and uh, Tabreed have unlocked this clean energy source for decarbonizing. I think it's fantastic. This project, Michael, is part of a $15 billion newly announced plan uh, to reduce to carbon net zeros by 2045. Pretty slick. This is, um, this is a really good thing. Anytime that you can use EMP, uh, oil and gas exploration and drilling technology, to go to geothermal, I think this is fabulous.
0: Well, think about this. So they give some pretty specifics here. So the temperature of the of, of the water coming out is about two hundred degrees Fahrenheit, a little below one hundred and ninety-four. Flow rates, right. though, try to wrap your mind around this, stu. A hundred liters a second. The real that's question is, what size casing are they running? You think oh. that's free flowing up seven-inch casing? Think about that, stu. A hundred liters a second. <laughs> that's flying. That's a
1: bunch, man.
0: Ugh, it's decent. These are these are going to help energize cooling units at their low carbon urban project, uh, Massador City, um, in Abu Dhabi. What is is this, is this like? Some something out of James Bond? Or they're trying to come like, was well, so it what? Yeah, I got to know more about this. City. This is a sustainable urban community. Well, three thousand um, people live there. Yes. And uh, it's
1: even weirder. And there's some other ones that are coming even along where you, it's almost a sealed in kind of a thing, almost what you would see in a science fiction
0: yeah, uh, There's some but, psy-op
1: going on. Hey, uh, it's 3000 people in 2022, but that figure is expected to double by the end of this year. You build it, they will come. If it's clean, lots of police, everything's done and some freedom so that you're not having to worry about somebody looking over your shoulder okay it's really interesting
0: to see you know they mentioned at the bottom of this article that saudi arabia and oman are looking to do the same thing it's interesting to see these large oil companies these nationalized oil companies pivot into geothermal they clearly see that as a contiguous very uh, only one step in the direction that they know how to drill wells and they they know how to drill wells this isn't a step to now go build wind wind farms per se
1: i'll tell you what um but geothermal, I am such a yep. fan of geothermal. Um, if it's there, take advantage of it. Same with nuclear. What's next? Okay. Russia, I always love me a good Russian story. Uh, Putin called the other day. Hey, how's Stu, he doing? You've got some time. <laughs> uh, Russia's pipeline and gas <laughs> exports to Europe pick up. Holy smokes. Uh, the gas exports continued their up trend in first half of august combined flows via the only two gas lines uh gas lines uh available from russia to europe excluding turkey rose six percent hmm. 1.3 billion cubic meters or 90 million cubic meters per day that's a lot of gas dude that is Okay. Gas prompts prices are understood to have fallen further in August. Here's where it gets a little funny. There's some pricing matrices that are going on. When we're paying two dollars uh, 30 cents, what's gas right
0: now? Two fifty. Wait, like, uh, nat- like natural gas or gas at the pump? Natural gas. Sorry. Oh 250. I was gonna say I paid yeah. like 340 last week for no. pegging. Uh,
1: a comparison price of what they're expecting. Is going to be around the 15 to 25, $15 to 25 difference is what they're going to be paying.
0: Nice. Nice.
1: Hey, you go, if you go green without a plan, you pay for it.
0: Yeah. And again, it shows, as you always say, I'm preaching the choir here. Sanctions don't work. No,
1: the Turk stream uh, supplied more than 31 million uh, cubic per day in 2021. Bulgaria receives 8.1 million let's see here per day. Ex- Russia's exports of LNG to Europe have held up well despite the war and accompanying deterioration in po- uh, political relations. Michael, what this is is people will buy energy just about no matter who the bad guy is. And
0: Well, the- because you need it. You you you, you can't not go without energy you're going to get it from somewhere whether it's coal whether it's burning wood whether it's 17 dollars natural gas or however you can get it
1: right um but here's what here's a couple key lines in here spain which lies well beyond the reach of russian gas pipelines remains one of the key importers of russian lng uh spain has six LNG import facilities. They are the biggest one in uh, the EU that can do that. Turkey became a regular importer of Russian uh, LNG, taking cargoes from Gazprom's newly launched uh, Provoya LNG yeah. facility. They just had their second train come on in the Arctic train, and they have now beefed that one up. So their Arctic coming around, their one. And a shout out to uh, Patrick Moore. We cover how Russia is transporting this over the uh, ocean and everything else. That is a heck of a podcast coming
0: out, man. As that nuts. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Okay, okay. So let's move to the next one because it weaves right into it. It, it looks like, yeah, it, it weaves right into the next one here.
1: All right. Uh, Next one is Europe's nat gas storage is 90 percent full. It still may not be enough. And at what cost? What has happened is Europe has done a great job shutting down business and really tubing themselves in the foot, taking a nail gun and just putting it into their foot. They've run off businesses. Germany has just closed uh, two weeks ago their last BASF plant that was fertilizer, which was reliant on natural gas so they got rid of fertilizer. Mm. EU storage hits target more than two months ahead of plant. And that's great. But there's some points in here. Gas inventories vary by country. Nations, including Germany, the Netherlands and Spain, have already exceeded their EU's target. Frank, France and others are only about 84 percent. So you can see the curves in that second chart. There, Mm. Europe needs gas always rise in the winter. So even though they're at their quotas, they're still they're 90 percent lower than their crisis peaks last year.
0: 90 percent lower, even though they've got storage of 90 percent. That's what it says. That's not good. That's not. No, I'm just reading it right there. All right. What let me. Put it? On abs- they were burning shoes last year. So what's going to be this year? What's the advice this year? Clothes. Mother-in-laws. Oh,
1: just kidding. Uh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next? I, I, you know. Uh, never mind. Okay. 2003 Northeast blackout and how today's blackouts differ. Michael, do you remember the 2003 blackout? I was eight years old. You were blacked out in college, I think, probably at no at I was a time. Like ten when- years
0: old. I was like ten years old.
1: Uh, Yeah, Okay. never mind. At a time when reliable, uh, the 203 Northeast blackout 22 years ago on August 14th. uh, This was a bad one. Uh, Unusual instance. There's going to be a chart we may want producer to fly in here in a little bit. A series of management errors led to the escalation of events that caused the grid. And the grid, over 55 million people were affected by the blackout. Some went without power for a couple hours. Others suffered for weeks and days. 400,000 subway goers were stranded underground while the power went out. During the blackout, uh, water customers in Cleveland, Detroit, were uh, placed under a three-day boil advisory. So this was no lightweight disaster. Cell service was interrupted. Total societal costs were around $10 billion. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're talking some serious. Mr. Uh, Producer, if you could fly in this chart when we're talking about the 2021 ERCOT. Michael, this is critical. That uh, blackout of 2003 happened. And in the left-hand column, you're going to see 90% was n- dispatchable. Dispatchable is either nuclear, gas, or coal. Yeah. 1% was intermittent or renewables. Uh, it's scary. And so you see 9% was hydro. Yeah. Roll over to what happened to ERCOT. ERCOT in 2021 was renewables, 8% was hydro in that area, and 76% was dispatchable. What's happened? Coal has come down, natural gas has really come down, and renewables have come up to that 16. What's changed as far as the grid policies? Uh, 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 uh. That's coming out further. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I, if what happened in 2003 was the product of poor management, right. Then only what's happened in 2021 going forward is a product of stupidity. And exactly. we've been continually down the path of I mean, that chart, you know, that US energy mix, 2003 versus 2021 says everything in my opinion about the current state of what our of what our energy mix is. The fact that we only have 76% dispatchable percent of our total capacity is scary and we've actually dropped hydro one of your favorites speaking of bear country yeah yeah i got it right over here
1: i love me some hydro by the way hey uh there's a couple quotes in here bad policy favoring renewables caused the 21 uh 2021 blackout as dr brent bennett of the texas policy foundation pointed out based on ERCOT's own forecast it was an inevitable that this weather event was going to cause demand to exceed supply, even if no wind or fossil fuel generators had failed due to the weather. Bad policies. Dr. Bennett noted in 2021, blackout disaster was in the making directly due to policies that resulted in the grid, quote, relying entirely on wind and solar to meet our Texas demand growth since 2015 and has now less coal and gas generation in total than it did five years ago. Mm -hmm. A poorly planned grid is waiting disaster to happen.
0: It really is. We did it to ourselves. And so when this all crumbles at some point, we know who to blame us. Unfortunately. Um, Not me. I got generators. I got, you know, I, I- I'm the one that's going to die here. I'm just in an apartment. Yeah.
1: I'm driving up to see you, uh, but they're coming after your generators, So it's a good thing. You don't have a generator in an apartment because they would,
0: they're coming. At- anyway. They're coming after everything, but you could see how we
1: wove all the stories in and out on this. They all no are noise, regarding energy. The way, the right way to do it is the e uh, the the Middle Eastern company countries. I don't agree with their social policies, but they have their energy policies right. They're going to get to net zero, but they're going to do it by uh, making money, doing it right, and doing it in a plan. We are not planning for nothing.
0: Moment of silence for Stu's genius. All right, that's enough. Um, <laughs> let's move on now to oil and gas prices. Um, it suffered really on a week-to-week basis, mainly due to the fact that China has seen some unprecedented stimulus in off from their central bank on the back of what is a weakening economy in China. So remember, if you again, as I mentioned in the open, if you rewound the tapes to a week ago, you know, we were both fairly bullish on what was gonna go, on what was gonna happen with oil prices this week. And I think. The tension between what's we're seeing home at broad, too much demand, not enough supply, market dynamics working out there. The opposite is what's happening on in China right now. Talk about cutting rates, Stu. People's Bank of China, okay, all hail the CCP. They have decided to cut rates. They got to get some advice from Jay Powell. This is the second time in three months that they've cut. Give you an idea, their their largest property developer, Country Garden massive debt problems sound familiar sound familiar to what's going they're having the same problems that happened to us in 2008 they've said quote insufficient demand and challenges such as difficult business operation and high risk in hidden dangers according to the central bank i was with theirs saying they don't cut corners we you know jay Powell, he's got you know they got fed speaking they don't they don't hey. cut corners over the, the ccp agent is yeah. what we're doing and so they, they're in crisis mode over there and that has oh yeah four laid a hand in where oil prices now stand at about 8073. When if you had asked again, you asked us last week, I was very bullish and thought we were maybe 84, 85 dollar oil. What what do you see going on in China, Stu? I see two things.
1: Um, the geopolitical situation in Taiwan, they had 42 fighters come rolling over Taiwan in their space this weekend. What you and I have also talked about is that whenever there's bad things going on at home, military government leaders get us into wars. And so they got bad things going on. Let me throw this squirrel at you. And that is that uh, China is looking to curb their inflation and get their economy going, doing it the right way. They're putting in two coal plants a week. They have their power. They're trying to get all the power to the people they can. They're buying all the oil they can. They're buying all the power. They're only using the uh, renewable as a uh, facade. And then they're selling us uh, all the stuff to put in the renewables. Uh, President Z removed himself out of the uh, Paris Accord two weeks ago. And he said, uh, the renewables won't get you there. So they are in trouble. The only way the U.S. can get our inflation under control is to lower the rates, get our end, uh, energy costs in line. And we're the only ones in the world that can get our energy costs in line if we turn loose our natural gas. Yeah. And then so short answer, China is going to do what China is going to do. And they look to be getting geared up for war
0: it just sends a shiver down my back i'd I'd ask you what you're scared of this week to to finish us off but i think you've just said it um
1: bricks is meeting this week (laughs) and and so it's going to be very interesting when you take a look at at bricks it is russia is going to be going with the gold standard they've already said that Uh, The quote that came out uh, out of our Corbett, Andrew Corbett our random guy on Substack a few days ago uh, was very uh, telling. The African, uh, South African leader said, we don't want to destroy the United States dollar. However, we want to focus on our own currency. All right. What's the difference?
0: (laughs) Well, now Twitter or X now. Elon Musk has really gone the other way. What I thought he would go on X. Now they want to be able to fan scan your face to verify you.
1: Oh, on, on Twitter.
0: X. X. Sorry. I did not know that. I saw an article on it today. It's it's what do they say? It's going to hell in a handbasket quick. Well, guess who's running it. Someone from NBC. is one of the yeah, some, uh, yeah, world some,
1: economic some. forum directors. Aren't you on, aren't you nominated for the world economic forum this year? hell no they would not have me on there there is no way in hell because i'd walk in and go is there a movement to disband
0: these knotheads? they'd look at me and go you're out we need to get you we need to we need to run you on that all right Sue. we'll let everybody get out of here we appreciate you checking us out i'm here on this monday guys stay strong you only got a few meetings and then it'll be tuesday and the week will almost be over so appreciate you sticking with us guys for Stuart turley i'm michael tanner we'll see you tomorrow